Hey there. Tyler, good to see you. Hey, hey Antonio. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Antonio. Hey, Undress. Hey, Alfred Alfred. Alfred Alfred. Hi, LaWanda. Thanks for joining. We're going to get started in a few. Hi, Kilroy. Thanks for coming. So we're going to let a few folks trickle in and make sure to tweet out that this space has started. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for coming. Gonna get started in one more minute. Hey there, Bitcoin Bear Club. then so we'll just go ahead and get started thanks everybody for joining welcome to nfts for good we are a weekly twitter spaces that's all about highlighting the builders and founders in the DeFi, web3 crypto nft space we do this at least once every week and you can also check out the schedule on our website www.bluestudios.io backslash nfts dash for dash good. And hey, we know there are tons of stories that come out that talk about the negative aspects of DeFi, Web3, crypto, and NFTs. But we believe over here that if we keep talking about the positive aspects and about how the people behind these projects and initiatives and companies are trying to make the world a better place by building real utility with Web3 technology, we believe we can truly elevate this conversation. So with this show and subsequent shows that we do, we'll continue to highlight the people and founders um, that also include a social good component in what they're building. And we hope that you can get two things from listening in to this conversation today. One, we hope that you get to connect with another founder and hear their courageous journey of going from idea to building in public or, and also be inspired by the stories and also know there are some really great people out here building this new internet. So you can check out our upcoming shows and sign up for updates at bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash for dash good. Quick disclaimer, all opinions of the guests or hosts may not reflect the views of Blue Studios or its hosts. This Twitter space is for informational purposes only. None of the opinions of the show by the host or panelists can be considered investment advice. Please do your own research, be safe, and make sure you talk to any security and investment advisors for more information on how NFTs and crypto fit into your collectible and ownership portfolio. This show is being recorded, so we can have it on our website and other places to promote future shows. A little bit about me really quickly. I'm Kelly, founder of Blue Studios. We built a community around education, family, and Web3. As somebody who grew up um, as a third generation entrepreneur on both sides of the family, uh, where every family member chips in and helps out, um, I truly believe in redefining what families can do together. And that's what our mission is at Blue Studios. It's all about pioneering how families invest, plan, and earn together with technology that's accessible to everyone. And a big part about what we do is about coming up with innovative approaches to educating and inspiring families to learn together, but also to onboard more families to Web3 in a very safe way. I'm super happy to be here today. A big reason why it's important for us to do this every week is, again, we want to highlight the stories and people behind the DeFi and Web3 movement. As you know, um, blockchain, 3 D5, whatever you call your neck of the woods, it's fast paced. It's 24-7. And we've had to work harder and faster than we ever have. 
But it's always nice to slow down and dig deep with amazing guests like we have here today, Tyler. So really quickly, um, Tyler, uh, would love for you to just quickly introduce yourself. Obviously, we're going to go deep in our conversation, but let um, if you could just quickly say your name and, and your title and um, where and where you're um, coming from. Hey, how's it going, Kelly? Thank you for having me here today, first and foremost. Um, my name is Tyler Duson. I'm the Chief Partnership Officer for Safe Haven, and I'm based out of Pascasheyan, Mississippi. It's in the southeast quadrant of um, the United States. It's near Florida, for those who aren't familiar with the United States. And um, I essentially just meet with other entities and figure out how we can establish synergy and integrate our DeFi products within their product platforms to where that we could provide our DeFi services to their clients. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll just jump right into the conversation and start to the from the beginning. I always love to start with this question. So Tyler, tell me how you got started in the space and then what inspired you to go to, hey, this is a cool space. I'm fascinated by it to, hey, I'm dedicating myself 24-7 uh, to making this happen. Well, I initially started off as just a community member, just like everybody else. And then I fell in love with the product suite that Safe Haven had. And what's interesting is I have a, a history with family inheritance and whatnot as far as like um, something happened to myself personally with the court system and whatnot. And inheritance was a pretty tricky issue. I don't want to get too much into that, but that's what truly inspired me to dive deep into the Safe Haven product suite and really push it and show people the decentralized inheritance protocols that we offer. Um, but yeah, I got involved with the community about over a year and a half ago, and then I slowly worked my way up to the chief partnership officer. And ever since then, I'm just um, joining Twitter spaces, interviews, meeting with um, different entities and, and just figuring out how we can get our products integrated with theirs. Awesome. Awesome. So let's chat a little bit about Safe Haven. So Safe Haven solutions include decentralized inheritance, master node solutions, and pooling services. Um, so I'm going to start with the first one. So can you describe to the audience what exactly is decentralized inheritance? Yes, of course. So decentralized inheritance is essentially the process of you being able to pass down your critical data to the next of kin without third parties having a hold of that data in whole. And what I mean by that is we have our Inherity platform and users can go establish a safe ID account, which is their way to access our, our product platform and establish plans. And once they're logged in, they input their critical data, such as the monomic phrases or passwords to um, the centralized exchange accounts. And then all that data gets encrypted utilizing military grade encryption, AES-256, for those who are wondering what type of encryption. And that encryption gets fragmented in multiple different plan shares. Most of those plan shares are cold stored on our cold storage safe key um, hardware devices, which are also pin code protected and given to the beneficiaries. Whereas the main validation share is stored on the blockchain, and that is locked by a dead man switch, which is tied to the owner of a state's safe ID account. So when the beneficiaries try to, let's say, retrieve that inheritance, the critical data, to where they could recover the wallets and start the distribution process, um, the owner of a state, they're, they're going to get an email because that dead man switch is going to get triggered. And it's going to simply say, hey, do you want your heirs to unlock the inheritance plan? And if you're alive, you'll respond and say, no, I'm still alive. And that's an extra layer of protection that we have created for everybody utilizing our services. But in a nutshell, that's essentially how Inheriting and decentralized inheritance works with our protocols. We have a platform that people go to utilize. They input their data. It gets encrypted, fragmented, um, and then the plan shares are stored on the stored on the safe key hardware device, and they have the validator share on the blockchain. Perfect, perfect. So, and then um, the other two things. Can you tell us a little bit about? you know, your master node solutions, as well as your pooling services, and also describe what that is and how those solutions work for the audience as well. Yes, of course. So this is actually really, really interesting to all of our investors and the main reason why they have nodes within our ecosystem. So every product platform within the Safe Haven ecosystem has some form of utility rewards to the node ecosystem. And with Inheriti, for example, when someone makes a plan, 40% um, of the utility rewards go towards the um, node utility reward pool. So essentially 3,998 SHA 
will go towards the utility reward pool, and all node node holders will share a portion of that if they have matured their node for more than three months. Now we have four different tiers of nodes. We have the connect node, the harbor node, the consensus node, and then the legacy node. And the amount that's required for each one increases. Um, so the connect node is 1 million, and then the harbor node is 2.5 million SHA, and then consensus is 10 million SHA, and the legacy node is um, 30 million SHA. So as people utilize the products within our ecosystem, the amount of rewards accumulate and they add up. And um, all the people who own nodes, they'll essentially share them whenever there's enough um, utility rewards built to where we can do a distribution. And we actually recently had a utility reward distribution protocol um, about a month and a half or so ago after we did the Shamanic Oracles um, minting. There was about 14.2 million SHA distributed to all the node holders. So everybody who had their nodes matured for three months were able to share a portion of that. And um, our other product platforms provide utility as well. And we have an article on our Safe Haven website in the news section. Um, you, you can see it. It's like um, the distribution rewards and whatnot. That, that's like how the title is. And it takes a deep dive into how each product platform essentially provides those utility rewards. But that's how our node ecosystem works. It's the process of people essentially soft-locking soft SHA, and it essentially creates an um, NFT on the blockchain, and that's how the maturation is tracked. And then once the maturation um, requirements are met, they'll be able to go within the safe node application and essentially sign the blockchain with their wallet that's linked via key store to make those um, manual upgrades because everybody essentially has to do their own manual claims and upgrades with their own nodes because we don't control any of that whatsoever. Makes well, completely makes sense. So what types of, and in terms of going back to the decentralized inheritance, what kind of digital assets can be managed with safe Haven are NFTs included in this? Yes. So essentially, whenever someone creates an inheritance plan via Inheritee, they're inputting the monomic phrases to their wallet or the email and um, like, like the login and, and uh, password to their exchange account. So that's what their ben beneficiaries are going to inherit to where they could recover those accounts, get access to them and distribute the assets within them. So if the beneficiaries are inheriting monomic phrases to a wallet that provides access to all the NFTs, then they're essentially inheriting everything that's in that wallet, including the NFTs. So, um, yeah, we pretty much provide storage for um, any type of digital data as far as um, passwords, anything that you want to um, send to your beneficiaries, um, like, let's say, a recipe, a secret recipe, uh, song lyrics, um, or anything that's proprietary for businesses as well, like um, certain trademark or, or patent details that, that aren't really public yet that that you're working on behind closed door. Like you can utilize Inheritee for business services, what I'm trying to trying to say. Like you could utilize it to keep information um, hidden from other people and have all the people who are on the board um, hold a safety device where they can access the information that's um, locked behind that inheritance plan, if you will. But in their case, it would be like a um, secure data storage plan for their business. So there's multiple different ways that Inheritee can be used at its current state right now. And in the future, we're going to be implementing other services such as the Inheritee Vault, which um, is coming out really, really soon, at least the HashiCorp version, which is going to enable Inheritee Mobile to launch, which will allow people to essentially store their plan shares on their mobile devices instead of having to purchase the safe key devices, which that's pretty cool. So I want to touch on that really quick, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, definitely. So once we have Inheritee Mobile Live, all the owner of estates will be able to tell their beneficiaries, hey, go download Inheritee Mobile and then log in via your safe node or, or your safe ID account. And then they'll be able to claim the plan shares that are waiting for them in their decentralized vault, like their decentralized queue. And they'll be able to establish a pin code on their own. So once they log in, establish their own pin code, they can decide to keep a copy of their plan shares in the Inheritee vault or they could remove them to where they're only stored on their phone device now. Now, 
the reason why I bring that up is let's say your beneficiary loses their mobile device. Um, well, if they if they have a copy of it in their decentralized vault that only they have access to it, like they kept a, a plan share copy in there, then they could just download the application again, log into Inheritee Mobile, and then re-download their plan shares that are still stored in the Inheritee Vault. So there's multiple ways that are going to enable the owner of the state to set up a plan within one day and give their beneficiaries multiple um multiple features of ease of use instead of having to use the the safe keys predominantly 100% of the time. But, um, but yeah, so the reason I brought up Inheritee Vault is because the second half of Inheritee Vault, the Negotium network that's going to be um, released after Inheritee Mobile, because we're still developing the Negotium network, it's going to enable clients and businesses to store large data documents, such as images, videos, documents, etc. So imagine you being able to store a video that explains to your kids how to unlock the data that's in this inheritance plan and showing them how to retrieve the wallets while they're going through the process with the merge authority, which could be the eldest heir or a legal entity that they hire. And um, they could also have videos that are heartfelt memories to where it's not like, you know, a, a sad situation. And it's more so a happy situation. Um, but that's what I wanted to talk about with the Inheritee Vault and what I wanted to touch on really quick. No, that's definitely awesome. It's like a time family time capsule and a way to, you know, pass down family history and insight and, and, and memories. And um, I had a, I had a quick question. So what, what has been um, either some of the most like unique things that people have um, wanted to store with Inherity, um, things that you guys never thought about before or or something that somebody's asked that you're like, hmm, maybe we should do that. That's a great question. And it's funny that you asked uh, that, that you ask it like that because, um, well, not funny, but ironic. So your recent Twitter space that you had with Genobank, right? And, and they were explaining the NFTs that are going to enable people to store their family medical data to where they could easily access who has this type of ailment or what their blood type is or DNA, et cetera, to where it's easier for them to get health treatment if the if that would ever come up or just provide medical records in general. Well, um, we've had that asked by our community plenty of times, like as far as what about health records and just stuff along that nature. And what's so cool is that by us partnering with y'all, we're going to be getting more connected with y'all's partners in your network. So we'll be able to get connected with them to where we could show our community that's utilizing the Inheritee services. Hey, if you also want to have all of your med medical data stored in an NFT in a safe manner in your family wallet, that's protected by a decentralized inheritance plan, then go check out Genobank. And that's one of the um, things that we've been asked about in the past, as far as whether or not we'd be able to provide protection for something as severe as medical data. And we've always told them in the past that, you could store any type of data in the form of an NFT, but whether or not we would provide those services, um, we didn't know if we would look towards building um, platforms that would enable people to create NFTs on a blockchain to represent that data. But what I'm getting at is y'all are partnered with someone who does that and we're partners. So now we could all merge our services together and provide an ultimate service for these families. And that's what I really love about this space because we meet all these different projects and entities building different DeFi applications because not just one person or entity can do it all themselves. We would be crazy if we said that, right? And, and we shouldn't try to focus on doing it all ourselves. It's best to get with other people that specialize in that service to where you can get the best of the best while you're building the best of the best and just come together. But um, yeah, there's plenty of other things that people have asked about as far as how it could be stored, such as um, real estate and whatnot. And we, we go back to the NFT topic and we're actually working with some real estate entities that are going to be establishing NFTs for real estate to where that they could fractionalize these properties and share the passive income generated through the businesses that are renting out the spaces in the physical and metaverse world. Um, but do you have any other questions about uh, about that? Oh, no, that that definitely answered the question. Um, and it's great that. Uh... 
you were able to um, see or meet or connect with like Gino Bank and learn about them because like you said, there's just so many people building amazing protocols um, that provide real utility. And I think um, a lot of times family tech, especially in this Web3 space is, um, you know, I don't think people focus on it as much, but there's so many implications to families with this new technology that I think um, luckily, folks like you and me are thinking about, but I definitely don't think it gets as much attention as it should. Um, so I think it's great that, you know, we're, we're all working together to just solve these problems for families. And I'll, I'll just add one more comment before going on to the next question is that I think we'll look back in a few, maybe I'm going to guess three to five years from now. And think about how ridiculous it was that, you know, we did that we have all of our inheritance like details or any, um, you know, backup um, information and passwords and stuff like on pieces of paper in a binder or in, in random drawers. <laughs> a lot of places I think we'll think about how archaic that was and like, what were we doing? I can't believe we were putting our families <laughs> through that uh, drama without having it all organized in a in a in a, a decentralized central location. Um, I figure, Tyler, you're going to add something. Yes, yes. I just wanted to touch on one last thing before we moved on to the next topic. Um, I remember you asking about our pooling services, and I didn't really go into detail about that, but I want to briefly touch on that because this could be a service that could be very beneficial to families utilizing your family wallet, Walia, that's coming out. So. We have ThorBlock. ThorBlock is essentially on VeChain, and we're looking in the future to possibly port it to other blockchains that businesses and networks um, essentially require or, or ask. And um, what it does is it enables people to go set up, whether it's a fundraising, a crowdfunding, or an ICO pool. So it it allows these families to go in there and set up a fundraising for their children if they want, let's say, if they want to do some initiative to where um let's get my child in the blockchain let's raise some money to where they can get um new computer technology to dive into these metaverses because it's expensive to get some of these computers um because like you have to get some serious cpus gpus and um ram to run this new web3 technology especially unreal engine um but yeah that, i just wanted to bring that up because every time when people think about pooling services it's not just limited to businesses trying to pool it could be also for families trying to pool for a common goal and um, they could promote their pool to their families on their own social media pages and whatnot and drive traffic to those pools to raise those funds, similar to GoFundMe. And um, that product platform also has utility to the Node ecosystem, as we were mentioning earlier. And it's very small. Um, only 1% of the total funds raised go towards the node utility reward pool. All the rest of the funds go towards the, the individual or the wallet hosting the pool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think, um, you know, while folks think about, um, I think decentralization, especially like when you think about like the DAO structure, um, you know, I think people think DAOs are only like thousands or hundreds of people making decisions. But just like you said, with pooling, um, I think it's like the same thing with DAO technology. I think um, each family is its own like, you know, governance group that can that has a connection to each other um, that is unlike, you know, being connected to like thousands of strangers. And I think um, families coming together, having some transparency can really help them achieve their goals, especially since, you know, it's harder than ever to get, you know, some of the basic things that, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of, you know, I would say like the Western American dream that has been taken for granted. It takes a lot more resources to get the same things your parents or grandparents got, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. And so I think it's going to require families to work harder and together as as never before. And if we can give them technology that helps them do that, I think that's a win for society in general. Um, I had a question uh, from the audience um, from Bitcoin Bear Club. Um, he wanted to ask, um, what happens when to the funds if nobody claims the inheritance? Where, will there be a donation option to choose from? That's a great question. And you can essentially set that up with the own with the um, merge authority 
who's in charge of the distribution of the assets themselves. So we can provide the service for you to set up the plan. And then after the plan set up, you essentially can go to that lawyer and say, okay, if it is never claimed for some reason whatsoever, I want to put a contingency in place to where that it is claimed by the merge authority to put donations in this area. And that's just a possibility um, and how you would go about doing that. But as far as if we have it built into our inheritance services, such as um, donation routes, no, we, we do not. We just have it set up to where, you know, you create your plan, you decentralize the data, you get all the plan shares um, distributed on the safe key devices and the validator share on the blockchain. And then after you pass away, um, the merge authority is in charge of getting those beneficiaries together and essentially revealing all that data to where they can distribute those assets. And in the case that those beneficiaries aren't around, like let's say that in an unfortunate event, they pass away because that's the only scenario that I can possibly think of that it wouldn't be claimed because who wouldn't claim an inheritance, right? Then that's something that you really need to get together with the merge authority because um, yeah, we pretty much just provide the technology and allow people to establish their decentralized inheritance plan. But as far as how they go about um, distributing those assets and claiming them, that's all up to them. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much for answering that. Um, I know that um, I had another question. I know you kind of answered it a little bit earlier, but maybe you can talk about yourself in possibly the broader team. But you know, what attracted you and the team uh, to building, you know, these inheritance protocols? Originally, um, Jurgen and Andy, they're the founders of, of the uh, Safe Haven ecosystem and all the products within the suite. But originally, whenever they were brainstorming on creating this technology, they were actually in a Belgian pub. And I wasn't there. I, I didn't even know them at that time because um, I wasn't involved with the company. Um, I didn't even know about Safe Haven. But back whenever they were brainstorming on it all, they actually met at a pub. And, and um, Jurgen has a very high background in the um, parliament, in the EU parliament. And he works essentially for the, the government doing high tech things with web management infrastructure and all that type of stuff. Like he, he does a lot of technology related um, things. So he's always been in, interested in the technology field, like security management. And he essentially got together with Andy and they, they just wanted to dive deep into that space and create a decentralized inheritance protocol for everybody that would be bulletproof. And that's, that's exactly what they did. Um, years later, I mean, we've been around for four years and it's taken a while to build up the foundation that we have, but now we officially have patents for our inheritance protocols in the United States and Europe with uh, China patents soon to be um, approved. And uh, yeah, we're, we're about to start rolling out Inheriting Mobile and other product extensions that are going to enable us to do the mass marketing strategies um, and truly get us to the next level for our um, decentralized inheritance products. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and so from a tech perspective, would love to hear about, you know, what are some of the challenges of building, you know, these um, inheritance backup pro protocols? And then how do you overcome those challenges? It took a long time for Jurgen to essentially work out how to overcome those challenges. But essentially, the main way that he did it was with the dead man switch, because the main issue with creating a decentralized inheritance protocol is making sure that there's those extra layers of protection um, that prevent those third parties from obtaining the data before they're supposed to. And after um, Jurgen spent all the time figuring out how to implement the dead man switch with the blockchain um, and the safe ID account and the inheritance platform and the encryption protocol, the, um, the fragmentation, all that stuff. Um, that was the initial barrier. But after he got done with all of that, um, it's pretty much available for everybody to use. And now it's it's um, patented and it's protected. So that was the hardest part from a tech perspective, figuring out how to establish those additional layers of security to ensure that third parties don't get a hold of that data. But 
um, all of that's been handled now. And we have the security audits and um, we also have an ongoing bug bound program by Integrity. It's been ongoing for over a year now. We're coming up on um, the second full year that it's, it's going to be in full motion. Um, well, actually, we're in the second year, but it's it's like we're a year and a half into the service. Um, coming in February, we're going to have to renew the, the bug bounty program with them. But um, Integrity is Europe's number one ethical. It's called like a white hat hacking group. So they essentially go into a platform and they try to see if they can break it in, in a nice way. Right. And they'll report what's wrong, what vulnerabilities are there etc and to, to current date there's been no vulnerabilities and um the audit is bullet proof um we had the audit from red for sec it was a white box audit so that's just some information on the technical difficulties of building the decentralized inheritance protocols how the founders came over it and um where we are today as far as it being um vetted and approved for being a secure technology to utilize no, that's really interesting. Um, I know uh, there's when building uh, technology, um, I know Web3 tends to want people to go really fast, but I think it's a great testament that you guys have been solving the problem uh, for some time um, because I think that just makes it, um, you know, a really safe and secure solution for families. Like building, building D5 protocols do not happen overnight and you have to really think through all of the the, um, you know, uh, decision trees that could happen. Like you have to think about the worst and also all the worst and all the best scenarios. And a lot of times that takes time to think through how that works, as well as making sure it's still a great experience for the end user at the same time. So um, that's amazing that you guys were able to figure that out and really tighten everything up. Um, so I will also let the audience know since we're basically at the halfway mark, um, if you would like to ask a question, uh, feel free to start thinking through your questions and come up to the stage. Um, also, make sure to stay till the end so that we can talk about um, how you can redeem your unstoppable domains, $50 credit. And I believe um, we also have another um, announcement about some giveaways that we're going to be doing um, in a, a Gleam event giveaway that, we'll, that um, Safe Haven will be doing with us as well. So make sure to stay to the end of that. But again, if you have any questions, start thinking through them now. If you're a little bit stage shy, that's fine. Um, if you would like, you can just DM me. Um, I'm up here. You can just select send message and you can go ahead and um, send me a message and I will make sure to ask your question um, during the Q&A portion. So start thinking through some good questions. This is a place where people are we're not talking enough about digital asset management, crypto inheritance. So please make sure to ask the questions while we have an expert up here. Um, so I know a lot of people, um, and I'm sure some people in this audience, um, you know, want to build or start something or work on a, a with a team in Web3, um, but they don't believe that they have any relevant skills. Um, what would you like to say to those folks? I would say don't be scared and dive right in because there are so many people out here willing to help you. All they want to see is you being willing to get dedicated to this space and to the community. Because if you're not dedicated to the community, then there's no point in you really getting involved because that's where it all starts. Um, and I'm a strong advocate for the community. In the recent um, couple months, I've been not able to spend as much time with the community because I've been dealing with so much um, behind the scenes with the partnerships and the documentation. And I've always been wanting to um, take extra time to spend more time with the community. So I always take a step back whenever I notice that I'm not able to spend time with the community and reorganize my schedule to where I can show my, show my face and um, be present for those people to see me and um, have the ability to ask those questions whenever they have any type of questions about how the products within our organizations are evolving. Um, so yeah, my, my answer is always feel free to learn new things, reach out to other people in the space and figure out how you can make an impact to improve the lives of other with DeFi protocols. 
because that's what it's all about. And one thing that I want to touch on is the amazing service that Blue Studios provides with their learn to earn protocols. I went through a bunch of your videos on your website and it's just phenomenal. The way that you've used the animation to fully grasp the attention of families. I actually showed one of the videos to my mother and I'm into crypto. I, I talk about this stuff all the time and she actually was able to understand it more by watching the video than listening to me, right? And I was like, wow, this is awesome because this is what we really need. We need other ways to get this content and material in front of the eyes of families where they can, can to where they can start to learn this and figure out how to work within this space with their family members and possibly get their children starting into block started into blockchain technology at an early age and learning skills to where whenever they get out of high school, maybe instead of going directly to college, they want to start an internship for a crypto entity because they've been learning all the skills while they were going to high school in the background taking classes from Blue Studios and they have those certifications with the NFTs they're um their pull-ups their proof of learning um protocol NFTs that proves that they did that work with their family so I really love what you guys are building and I love how you're able to capture the attention of audiences to explain the crypto and NFT entities and I'm excited to see how y'all are gonna be able to explain just inheritance protocols in general in the upcoming video and whatnot and I really want to um just show everybody how y'all highlight the space of crypto and different courses because I noticed that y'all focus on um, AP courses for, for college and whatnot as well. Like there were a whole bunch of videos there. And for those who don't know, if you have a, a Bella NFT, then you will have unlimited access to the exclusive content that's coming out on their platform. So uh, go check out the Bella NFTs. I actually have to get one. I don't have one yet myself. Um, there's only around 3,150 of them, I think. I might be off on the number, but I know I'm close. But they're they're very, very cute, too. But I, I've rattled off enough. I appreciate so. that. Thank you so much, Lynn. You did, you've definitely done your homework on uh, Blue Studios. <laughs> I love it. I love to hear it. Um, but, yeah, no, exactly. I think... Um, you know, one of the things that we always try to do around our content is, like you said, make it for, you know, I think sometimes people think, oh, your, your content's for kids. But, you know, if, if a third or fourth grader can understand it, um, most likely that helps adults out a lot as well. <laughs> and sometimes when you're super deep in the space, it's hard to explain, you know, the, you know, the 101 to somebody. And, you know, we just want to be there at every step of the process, helping people get comfortable, learn, um, earn. And like you said, like, just have some utility in this space. Um, because at the end of the day, I know, like, uh, for people who are super into like DeFi and protocols, it's like, you're really into the tech. Um, but, you know, I think for the the end user, they just want to know, like, how does this make my life easier? How does this make my life better? And the more that we can show that, um, I think the more um, we'll be able to onboard people in the space and the way in a way that helps like individuals and families just reach their full potential. Um, so I see we have Antonio. So I'm going to ask Antonio to come to the stage, ask a question. Hey, thanks so much, Kelly. And Thank you, Tyler, for doing this, man. I feel like I have um, exclusive access to, to experts every week um, with with this um, Spaces event. So so thanks for doing it. Um, as you're talking again, this is like a weekly thing for me. I'm like a bobblehead down behind my iPhone, just nodding in agreement because I think um, the solutions and the products that you all are providing is something that is needed, especially when you're trying to prepare for things ahead of time. And speaking from someone who um, has taken a long time to kind of prepare ahead of time until it's needed for um, a long time into my college years, this is kind of like um, preaching to the choir, so to speak. So so thanks for, for what you're doing. Um, everything regarding like having accessible tools to people that um, are providing like Web3 experiences to like the average consumer, um, you all are just hitting the nail right on the head. So um, keep up the great work. Um, but as far as my question, I have two. Um, I, I think what you're doing with Inherity is like amazing. Um, again, the, the examples that you provided as far as 
um, passing down recipes. Like that's something that um, I wouldn't have thought of because, you know, from my personal circumstances, I'm uh, a spreadsheet builder and hoarder, so to speak. So everything from like paying bills, um, having everything itemized from grocery list on what I need to um, renew monthly to sustain the family or the household. I can pass that down and not necessarily have to go through expensive lawyers and, and trust, right? Those, those things are, um, I, I guess, just the beginning, so to speak. And I think you all provide a solution that is simple and easy and with what you're doing with the mobile um, access that you said to just make it a lot more simple for, for us to, to use. So um, having said all that, um, I do have a question regarding um, some of the names that you have come up with with Inherity. Um, Thorblock, Thorpay. Um, I want to just say how awesome it is that you all are coming up with names that I feel are like super cool, especially in the Web3 space. Um, and I was curious to know the decision-making process regarding the name creation, because I think it's descriptive enough where if people were to hear it, they would understand it, right? Inherity, Thorblock, Thorpay. I was curious to know how you all came up with that. And then my second question is the number of solutions and products that you're launching. Um, there's plenty of them, but what's the process between creating them um, inherity first or the safe solution first? Is there like a method to the madness, so to speak? So those are my two questions. The name creation with Thorblock, Thorpay, and um, yeah, the, the method to the madness of coming up with cool solutions. Um, why do you all choose to come up with um, inherity as opposed to Thorblock um, um, first? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you so much for coming up and um, asking those questions. I greatly appreciate it. And as far as the naming behind Inheritee, Thorblock, Thorpay, that was predominantly done by the founders of uh, Safe Haven. And Inheritee, its its core comes from like inheritance and like the tree, like the family tree. And that's why the logo of Inheritee is similar to a tree, if you look at it closely. And um, we just kind of incorporated those two concepts together to paint a full picture so that when people see the logo, they're like, oh, that's the family tree. That's that's inheritee, how I can protect my decentralized inheritance. And as far as um, Thor Block and Thor Pay, the reason why um, those were named like that is because whenever we did the swap from Ethereum over to over to VeChain to um, build out our protocols and whatnot, we decided to go with Thor predominantly because VeChain Thor and Thor Vitho is the gas that's used for the VeChain um, blockchain to sign smart contracts. So that's why we went with Thor as the prefix for um, for the the product suffixes. And um, as far as um, hold on, let me think about the other question. Oh yeah, how all the uh, products correlate together and how you go from one another. So essentially, Inheritee is our, uh, our flagship. That's our core. We predominantly focus on the decentralized inheritance aspects. Now, the reason why we established um, SafeSwap, a recent product that launched, is to enable us to start providing decentralized inheritance protocols on other blockchains. Because before we can migrate the smart contracts of Inheritee from VeChain over to Matic or Binance Smart Chain, or Ethereum, we needed to enable our community to have the possibility to atomically swap the SHA token from the VeChain blockchain to the blockchain that they're trying to utilize the plan service on. So that's why SafeSwap was created, to allow us to scale to other blockchains and provide the services to all communities in the future that require them. And now SafeSwap's live, so people can go swap their tokens over to um the Matic, Binance Smart Chain, Ethereum, and um, back over to the VeChain blockchain. And we're looking to add other blockchain support soon. Um, so that was the first step for us signing out, out and providing decentralized inheritance protocols to other blockchains. And that was the, the process and the reasoning why we created SafeSwap. And um, as far as why we created ThorBlock and ThorPay, we just felt that those were DeFi services that 
families and families and businesses would need to highly utilize in the future. And um, honestly, while we were uh, waiting for things to be approved, like patents and, and different things for Inheritee, the founders actually built those products in their spare time for fun. Um, they, they, they always talk about that. And we, we kind of joke about it in the background because a lot of people don't realize that yeah, those products, they, they were built for fun while we were waiting for other things to be approved for our flagship. Um, and that's one thing that I want to highlight on our team. We always um, stay moving. We're always looking for new things. And I actually um, want to highlight on some alpha news after the AMA and whatnot to let everybody know what we're going to be doing in the future with um, mass marketing strategies for our safe key and inheritance services. But did that answer all of your questions, brother? Absolutely, yeah. And thanks for that extra insight, too, about, you know, um, waiting for the patents and everything to be pushed through. You all are still building. So it's encouraging and um, super cool to learn about. And I'm looking forward to following you all and uh, using your products and seeing it scale. So thank you. And I also wanted to say... um Everybody who comes up and asks a question, I'm going to be giving them 2,500 shots where they can um, build towards getting enough shot and making a decentralized inheritance plan for themselves. I love it. Love it. Um, and so I have, before we uh, bring on Kilroy, I have two questions uh, from the audience. Um, so MetaMask um, dot Bitcoin, uh, you asked this question yesterday. Um does the inheritance include NFTs as well, which we answered earlier? So we can, the inheritance platform includes any type of digital asset. Um, and also, by the way, can the owner view the NFTs in the upcoming wallet by Blue Studios? And yes, they can view the NFTs in the upcoming wallet by Blue Studios. So, and also for Bella token holders, um, you also will be able to view Bell the Blue Bot NFTs in our wallet. And we'll also have some extra benefits for Bella token holders who use the wallet as well. So I wanted to answer the question. Um, thanks so much for asking it. And then we also have um, Austin Stacks chap chapter. So um, the question is, does SafeHaven have any intrinsic functionality for timed release of wallets to beneficiaries? As an example, the parent who wants to give funding access to their child in timed intervals. So I guess kind of like how trusts can, you know, have a timed interval in which they release the um, funds or assets in the trust to the um, beneficiary. That's a great question. And um, we, we don't pro provide a time-lapse contract of any sort. And that, but in the future, whenever we launch the standard and business edition, which will enable people to have subscriptions and different types of um, plans, which they could even pay with fiat and have the uh, fiat converted to SHA on the back end to follow our utility protocols, they will be able to have different types of um, plan creation tools. But right now, we only offer the community edition, which is essentially people being able to go into the Inherity platform and create an, an Inherity plan, which is essentially 500 characters that they could um, encrypt and fragment that will be distributed into the plan shares and um, distribute their safety devices to their beneficiaries. And in, in the future, we'll be having Inherity Mobile coming out to where um, the owner of a state can decide to have the beneficiaries utilize the mobile app instead of having all safety devices. But people will also be able to use a combination if they want to where the merge authority, which could be the eldest heir or a legal entity, um, having a safety device while all the beneficiaries have a mobile application storing their plan shares with backups on the blockchain in case of uh, they lose their device or they keep the backup in the inherited fold as I was talking about earlier. Thank you so much for answering that question. And Kilroy, we'll have you come to the stage. Hello, guys. Uh, good day to you. Good day to you, Kelly, and uh, good day to our uh, our special guest, Tyler, and to uh, all all of the listeners. Uh, first of all, uh, I just want to say that uh, uh, what you're doing, Tyler, and your and and your company is a uh, is a uh, very impactful in this space. You, uh, uh, I I've been uh, in the space uh, for for a couple of years now, and uh, before you guys came in, uh, all that uh, comes into my mind is uh, what happens to my funds if I die, uh, and uh, if I die suddenly, uh, uh, 
that's what I mean. So uh yeah. So uh before before uh most uh, most wallets uh acts like a burn wallet when uh, whenever that happens but uh with you guys right now uh what you're doing is uh very uh, instrumental of pre of uh pre preventing that and uh uh getting continuity uh uh process uh follow through uh, uh after the wallet creator dies so uh yeah uh just uh two questions really uh uh with regards to the uh integrity of the wallet module uh is it uh, a standalone system where the uh where the uh wallet creator uh provides all the instructions and uh and uh there's no external influences whatsoever uh and second question is uh how how is it triggered how is the inhe the inheritance process triggered that's all. Thank you very much. Great question. And I can actually answer both of them at the same time. So whenever the beneficiaries want to retrieve the inheritance, they meet with the merge authority, who is actually the um, either the eldest heir or it could be a legal entity. And the merge authority is going to input their PIN code protected um, password to unlock their plan shares off of the safe key device first. And then once they input their plan shares, the system is going to recognize, okay, they're trying to merge the plan shares together. And then it will prompt all the other plan shares to be merged from the beneficiaries. And as each beneficiary inputs their own um, protected PIN code that the owner of the state gave to them with their safety device a long time ago, um, then all those plan shares combine. And then the blockchain will notice that it's missing the validator share because the validator share is locked by the dead man switch. And after the dead man switch gets triggered by that process, an email will be sent to the owner of the state. And if the owner of the state doesn't respond to that email or log in to the inheriting platform um, within the amount of time that they set for the dead man switch, then that validator share becomes unlocked. And then the beneficiaries will meet once more with the merge authority and when they combine all the plan shares again this time, they can combine with the unlocked validator share. And that's when all the data um, becomes revealed. But um, as far as your first question, I'm um, sorry, what was it again? Uh, it was regarding the uh, uh, closed module, a closed wallet module where uh, 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 a standalone system, sort of. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. So we don't essentially have a, a closed wallet standalone system that allows you to store the cryptocurrency or the NFTs. The safe key device, it's a FIDO2U2F device that is capable of storing the planned shares. So that is the device that's going to store the planned shares that are pin code protected of beneficiaries and the merge authority. And um, the wallet would be Walio that would be holding all the crypto and NFTs. That, awesome. Um, and then when the owner of the state protects the monomic phrases of the Walio wallet, every time that that family puts new crypto or NFTs in the Walio wallet, all of them are protected because the wallet is protected. And that's essentially what I want to highlight because a lot of people, they may be confused and may be thinking, well, what happens when I add new crypto or new NFT to my wallet? Um, well, mm -hmm. if the wallet's protected, then once the inheritance protocols are met and the validator share can be unlocked because the dead man switch was bypassed by the owner of a state not responding then um, they'll be able to get all the assets. But yeah, that's that's essentially how everything works in a nutshell with the retrieval of the inheritance. You have to go to the NRT platform and there'll be a button that says, um, like essentially initiate the retrieval process instead of create a plan. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, a very awesome product. And uh, and uh, I'm, I am really looking forward to uh, to a... Uh, uh, using Walio because uh, right now uh, uh, Web3 has been a, a, a family activity now for me, my wife, and uh, my kids. And uh, thank you very much for that, uh, for that uh, uh, answer, uh, Tyler. Thank you very much. Yes, and um, I will also be given you 2,500 shot as well. And Kelly, for the people who have DM'd you to um, get their questions like speaked out, 
because they didn't want to come up on stage, please uh, DM me their information to where I could also reach out to them and get their V-Chain receiving address so that they can also get their 2,500 shot. Definitely. I will make sure to do that. Give me one. So, yeah. Um, one of the things, um, I have another uh, person who's asking a question, HollowWeb3X. Um, someone asked, um, so basically Safe Haven works for decentralized inheritance of crypto um, as a, as a purpose. Um, but their question is around privacy. So how do you protect our privacy? Um, is there any audit info or anything you can share with us? Thanks. Yes, 100%. We have um, a white box audit report from RedForSec that shows validation that no critical data is stored within the back end of our platforms. Um, and we also have um, Integrity, which is a ethical white hat hacking agency. It's a, it's a coalition of ethical hackers that essentially try to break the platform and see if there's any vulnerabilities or anything that's um, like a disclaimer that's not mentioned, like something that's shady going on that, that a company isn't telling their users, right? And um, that's been ongoing for more than a year and a half. We're coming up on the full second year of our of our term and we're going to have to renew that in, in around February. But, um, but yeah, everything is 100% um, secure. It's been tested, it's been audited and we have ongoing bug bounty for the platform itself. You can, you can validate all this information by going to our GitHub repository and you will see the, um, the actual report of our white box audit from red for sect. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, and well, if anybody else has any questions, let me know. If not, I will ask a few more. Um, so I know that you mentioned um, a little bit earlier. Um, is there any new alpha or something that's on your roadmap that you can tease today? What's coming next? So I actually want to tease on two things. Um, first and foremost, we're going to be releasing a section on our website that enables influencers to essentially apply for their own referral um, link to prompt people to utilizing inheritance services. And we're going to be debuting that by announcing an official advisor for Safe Haven, who is going to be our first influencer utilizing this referral link method. And um, they're a very predominant person in the XRPL space. I actually just released a book recently. I am not going to say their name yet. I'm going to keep it all under wraps, but please be expecting the article come out to showcase their um, their achievements within the cryptocurrency space, the trials and tribulations that they face and what they've done to make an impact for building this DeFi technology that's helping everybody um, utilize blockchain protocols and whatnot. So that was the first alpha news that I wanted to drop to let everybody know about. Um, we have that coming up. So if you are an influencer of any type and you have some type of platform with a community and you want to apply for your own influencer referral link, keep an eye out for that section on our website that's going to be coming out um, weeks down the line, maybe maybe a month or so from now because it takes time to develop um, extra stuff while we're having our developers work on other stuff, right? But um, yeah, just keep an eye for that, for that article because it's going to be really exciting. And the other news that I wanted to drop is we're going to be working with a whole bunch of different NFT projects within our network um, alongside another partner that hasn't officially been announced yet, but it's going to be announced in the upcoming weeks to establish metaverse protection packages. And metaverse protection packages are exactly what they sound like. Imagine having a package to where when you buy it, you get everything you need to get started with your passive income journey in a metaverse, the NFTs to essentially stake or farm in that metaverse and start earning. And then two safety devices with 10,000 SHA and some tokens from the metaverse to where you can establish a decentralized inheritance plan and protect the NFTs and the tokens on that wallet upon the day that you receive those items. That's what a metaverse protection package is all about. They're going to be limited items and they're going to have limited rare NFTs attached to them. And it's going to be a perfect way to introduce people who have not yet gotten into the realms of cryptocurrency or metaverse experiences. But those were the big news things that I wanted to drop towards the, towards um, the end of everything.
Awesome. Awesome. And um, also wanted to add that um, obviously we're, we're also having the spaces um, because of the pinned post above um, that we are, again, if you guys didn't hear at the beginning, is that we are working with Safe Haven um, for fortifying security and recovery methods for our family crypto wallet, Walio, um, that we are building. And so we are working with Safe Haven. We're going to be integrating Inherity. Um, to make sure that your family's digital assets and collectibles remain accessible and that you have all the inheritance and backup protocols that you need. And, you know, um, again, like uh, Tyler said earlier, you know, we love working um, with partners just like Safe Haven. And, you know, we just see ourselves as kind of like an app store for family digital asset management. And we just want to be this portal to make sure that families experience the best parts of Web3 and get to learn and grow together. Um, and so we're really excited to um, work with you guys on this partnership. And um, as you can see, like um, we're, we're completely aligned on so many of the same things. And so it, it, it was such a natural partnership um, to build together. So thank you so much for that, Tyler. Thank you, Kelly. And I share the same feelings. I'm very excited to continue to grow our partnership and evolve the network that we're going to build together. Because like I was saying earlier, y'all are working together with GenoBank. And I just know that that's going to be a service that everybody that's utilizing our inheritance protocols are going to want to look towards. Who wouldn't want an NFT that allows you to easily share the medical records and also prevent other people from accessing medical records because if they don't have the keys then they can't access the records right so really really cool i love what's happening here how we're establishing a, an awesome coalition of different DeFi projects to help these families get on their way to understand these protocols and figure out how to um, establish earning metrics like such as on um, staking farming etc exactly exactly yeah so also, I um, want to also end uh, this conversation before I tell you guys how to get your um, Unstoppable Domains credits. Um, always love to end with the ask, how can the audience uh, support you? The, the main way that uh, everybody could support us is just please look into our Inheritee product, learn the services, see how they can help and benefit you and your family, and just spread the word. Get the word out there, show people how, how it could benefit them. And um, if you have any questions, just please don't hesitate in asking. You, you can reach us in multiple different methods. We have a contact page on the safehaven.io website. We have a Telegram. We have a Discord. Or you could even DM me on Twitter, um, or you could DM the Safe Haven account, and somebody will get to you eventually. So th thank you all, all for the time today. And I'm very excited to strengthen our, our bond and, and our partnership efforts in the future. Definitely. And I actually just have somebody who's coming in right at the buzzer for one last question. <laughs> and it's a Creativity Don project. Um, he's asked, will there be a training program for existing lawyers in estate planning to, familiar to familiarize themselves with these new tools? Because my lawyer will need help. <laughs> that is actually a great question. And it's awesome because I didn't cover, the, cover that earlier. And we could have went over that a little bit. So let's go over it now. Um, we have the Trust Alliance Network platform. And though it's not fully built out to the extent that we want at current moment, the foundations are initially set. And what the TAN Network is, is a platform that's essentially like Facebook for lawyers. It allows the clients who are setting up decentralized inheritance and personal backup plans to go find lawyers within their jurisdiction that have knowledge about what the laws are for individuals inheriting different assets, whether it be traditional or non-traditional assets. And like I said, we're still developing out that platform and it's going to take some time until we fully get it the way we want it because we're predominantly focused on focusing on the other half of the Inheritee Vault next for the Negotium Network to where people can start storing large data documents and videos within their inheritance plans. But once we uh, get near that area, we'll start finalizing um, the tools for the lawyers so they can provide their services to all the clients establishing inheritance plans with ease. But thank you for that question, and that's essentially how we plan to tackle it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for coming um, and sharing um, 
so much knowledge about um, how to think through the digital asset management for families. Um, for everybody who attended today, um, make sure to DM uh, Blue Studios Labs. Um, it's one of the little, um, I guess, Saturn gear icons <laughs> below me. Um, make sure to DM Blue Studios Labs and just say that you attended the show today. If you have gotten a um, Insoperable Domains credit in the past from us, no, no worries. Um, you can you can get another one. We're very um, generous. Um, we believe that there's uh, plenty to go around. And so if you, don't be shy about DMing us after the, the session. If you've already uh, DM'd us once, um, we will send you another unique uh, promo code. So uh, that is also to say that the reason we do that is also to encourage you to come back each week <laughs> with more cool information um, that we're sharing during these spaces. So make sure to uh, DM us and redeem your credit. Um, if you don't DM us, uh, we won't be able to remember everybody who came to the space. So uh, make sure to send us that message. And again, thanks so much to Tyler. Thanks to everybody who asked questions today. Um, I know this will not be the first or last time that we will talk about inheritance planning uh, for families. And so um, I think this is just the beginning of a, a longer conversation that we'll be having with uh, Safe Haven. So thanks again, Tyler, for coming. Kelly, thank you again for having me. It was a pleasure, and I'm more than happy to join back anytime to discuss the protocols with, with everybody um, in the future, especially whenever we have an update for new product extensions and uh, features. Awesome. Awesome. We'll do it. So thanks again, and I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their evening, day, wherever you might be in the world. Thanks so much for taking the time to um, spend time with us. Again, this is NFTs for Good. We do this once a week. We're all about highlighting the builders and founders in the NFT, DeFi, Web3, crypto space. Um, and you can check out the schedule on our website, www.bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash for good. Thanks again and have a great week, everybody.